the train stations at the end of each journey. To use this system, you have to have a ticket. On that ticket is the name of the station where you boarded and the station where you're going to. Any ticket inspector along the way knows where you travelled from and where you're heading. The same is true online. The website you arrive at knows where you came from. This train is for Cambridge. But what if you don't want anyone to know where you came from or where you're going? What if, for example, you're a CIA agent visiting a jihadi website? You don't really want them knowing your origin. You certainly don't want any ticket inspectors along the way to find out. As the web exploded in popularity in the late 90s, this question became ever more pressing. For the rest of us, giving away our computer's location was the price we paid to access the wonders of the World Wide Web. For some US government agencies, it was a price they weren't willing to pay. How then could they harness the world's greatest communication tool but remain in the shadows? Jessica Barker runs Cyber UK and specialises in the human side of cybersecurity. The reason for inventing it was to be able to, you know, the US government, just like a lot of other people, <laughs> were struggling with the fact that you couldn't be anonymous. Around 2002, a group of people came up with a solution, a system that could hide travellers, allowing them to navigate the net without giving away their real-life identities or locations. It would open the doors to a shadow internet, one where secret lives can be lived revolutionary thoughts voiced and hateful crimes committed. So, who invented such a radical new technology? Did it come from the hacking underground or the freewheeling startups of Silicon Valley? No. If anything, its origins are even weirder. My name is Paul Syverson. I'm a mathematician at the Naval Research Laboratory, and I do research on security and privacy for communications. Perhaps we shouldn't be surprised that the dark web started out as a Navy lark. Its labs have a track record in tech innovation. The Naval Research Laboratory is the Navy's corporate research laboratory, the Navy and the Marine Corps. There is, in fact, a, a long history of research in all kinds of areas. A lot of the things that have been done here aren't necessarily that widely known. Uh, the original system that grew into GPS, the global positioning system, started here. Syverson and his team set out to solve a basic but thorny problem. Imagine you're a US government spy on a top-secret mission abroad. Go on, indulge yourself. You want to send secrets back to base. Now, the easiest way is to use your hotel's free Wi-Fi, but that's probably a bad idea, right? If you had somebody who was, say, travelling somewhere and they want to connect back to a Navy system or say I'm traveling and I want to connect back to the Naval Research Laboratory and maybe I'm just in some hotel anywhere in the world and I would maybe not like to just automatically be identifying to the hotel or more likely some internet services provider that you know carries traffic for half the hotels in the city that I, I this person with this Navy affiliation am staying here. One option, the Navy could have built its own internet, but that's expensive. And of course, anyone using it would obviously have been from the US military. Instead, they figured out a way to use the existing internet, but hiding their identity. In this system, you can still ride the train, but what you get is effectively a blank ticket. 
The station you board at doesn't know where you're going. The website you arrive at doesn't know where you came from. And no ticket inspector can see the specifics of the journey, only that you've got a valid permit to ride. Cyverson's system was called Tor, and it had one major snag. Tech journalist Yasha Levine explains. You couldn't just create an anonymity system that only technically gave you anonymity, because it could be the best system there was, the most anonymous system there was, but if it's only government agents that used the system, it's pretty trivial to see that if anyone you know, logged into Tor or went through Tor or connected to a Tor node, they were a gov US government agent of some kind. Okay, you don't know if they're the CIA, you don't know if they're FBI, you don't know if they're just a, an intelligence analyst, but you know that they're in some way connected to the US government, right? And so what needed to be done was that Tor needed to be opened up to a, as large a group of people as possible. Essentially, you kind of had to take away its military um, uses, right? And sort of open it up to everybody. And so the bigger...